It's November 14th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Straits Times is reporting that Presidents Joe Biden and Xi Jinping opened their high-stakes summit in Bali vowing to manage differences and avoid conflict. It was the two leaders' first in-person meeting since the U.S. president took office in one of the most closely watched encounters of his presidency. In his opening remarks, Mr. Biden said the U.S. and China can manage their differences and stop competition from turning into conflict. Mr. Xi said as two major countries, the U.S. and China, need to chart their course, find a right direction for the relationship, and elevate it. Officials from both countries have tempered expectations for the meeting, with tensions high over U.S. curbs on chip exports to China and the status of Taiwan. At least six people have been killed and 81 wounded in an explosion in a busy area of central Istanbul, Turkish authorities have said, according to the BBC. The blast happened at about 4.20 p.m. local time on Sunday on a shopping street in the Taksim Square area. On Monday morning, Interior Minister Suleiman Soylu said a person suspected of having left the bomb had been arrested by police and accused the Kurdistan Workers' Party, PKK, of responsibility though no one has so far claimed responsibility for the blast. The Kiev Independent is reporting that Ukrainian troops entered Kyrgyzstan on November 11th, two days after Russia declared its retreat. Kyrgyzstan, a city with a pre-war population of nearly 300,000 people, was the only regional capital sacked by Russia. Kyrgyzstan residents held large-scale protests in March and April demanding that Russian troops leave the city. Russia suppressed these protests by force. After the Russians left, Kyrgyzstan's residents immediately took to the streets to celebrate liberation after over eight months of occupation. Elsewhere, officials in Brussels are drawing up an emergency plan to resolve escalating tensions between EU countries over how to cope with asylum seekers rescued at sea, European Commission Vice President Margarita Schinnes told Political Europe. The commission is calling for an extraordinary meeting of home affairs ministers to discuss the crisis and consider next steps in the action plan, Schinnes said in an interview. The intervention from the EU's executive arm comes amid an escalating dispute between Italy and France over taking in migrants with new Italian leader Giorgia Maloney accusing Paris on Friday of betrayal. The extraordinary meeting of interior ministers would have to be called by the Czech Republic, who currently holds the rotating presidency of the council. France has suspended a plan to take in 3,500 asylum seekers currently in Italy, after Maloney's new right-wing coalition refused to let a migrant rescue ship disembark on its shores. France has denounced Rome's unacceptable behavior, but Italy insists it has been taking in its share of migrants and called for EU solidarity. 
Israeli airstrikes killed two Syrian soldiers and wounded three in the central province of Homs, Syrian state media has reported. Al Jazeera says that Syrian air defenses responded to hostile targets over southeastern Homs province, intercepting several of them, the state-controlled news agency SANA said on Sunday. Citing a military source, it said the strikes hit the Sharat Air Base, inflicting casualties and damage. Syrian state television broadcast footage showed air defenses intercepting missiles of an Israeli aggression. The strikes occurred after Israeli warplanes were seen flying over neighboring Lebanon, whose airspace Israel sometimes crosses to carry out attacks on Syria. Israel has carried out hundreds of strikes on targets inside government-controlled parts of Syria in recent years, but rarely acknowledges or discusses such operations. Reuters reports that tens of thousands took to the streets in Mexico on Sunday to protest President Andres Manuel López Obrador's plan to overhaul the country's electoral commission, INE, in what they fear would concentrate power in the hands of the government. López Obrador, who put the plan forward in April, has long criticized the country's electoral authorities, including accusing them of helping to engineer his defeats when he ran for the presidency in 2006 and 2012. It sparked widespread concerns that the changes could presage a power grab because it gives the president more control over the electoral systems. In the past, López Obrador pursued contentious policies by pitching referendums, including on the cancellation of a part-built airport, to claim popular mandates for his objectives. According to reporting from the AP, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov was taken to the hospital after suffering a health problem following his arrival for the Group of 20 Summit in Bali, multiple Indonesian authorities said this morning. Russia's top diplomat arrived on the resort island the previous evening ahead of the meeting, which begins tomorrow. Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova later denied that Lavrov had been hospitalized, but did not address whether he had received treatment. She posted a video of Lavrov looking healthy in a t-shirt and shorts in which he was asked to comment on the report of his treatment. In lighter news, the National Toy Hall of Fame's new honorees include an object dating to ancient times, a line of muscle-bound action figures, and an iconic art set whose medium is colorful pegs. The AP reports that the hall on Thursday announced the top Masters of the Universe, and Lightbright as this year's inductees. The trio was chosen from a field of 12 finalists that also included Bingo, Briar Horses, Catan, Nerf, The Pinata, Phase 10, Pound Puppies, Racco, and Spirograph. The new inductees will be displayed alongside past honorees that range from everyday objects, like the stick in the cardboard box, to technologic entries like Nintendo's Game Boy. American Girl Dolls, Risk, and Sand were inducted last year. The Strong Museum also houses the World Video Game Hall of Fame, 
the Brian Sutton Smith Library, and Archives of Play, the Woodbury School, and the American Journal of Play. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Jenny Town of the Stimson Center about tensions on the Korean Peninsula. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 